0: Good afternoon and welcome to Coffee Break, a podcast of Riverside County Child Support Services. My name is Nathan Hartel. I'm a deputy director with the department, uh, your host for this podcast, and it is my pleasure to have another very special guest with us today. Uh, We have Dr. Molly McCabe serving as An administrator at the Riverside County Office of Education and Instructional Services joining us and going to give you a little bit more information about her in a second. Uh, But I want to thank our listeners for joining us and taking a a few minutes of my afternoon coffee break. Yes, it's probably super hot outside. It's uh, it's July, but. I've got my cup cup of coffee and I'm ready to talk with our listeners about child support and all things related to child support. And so today you might be wondering how this guest connects to our our child support services. And I think that'll become uh, perfectly clear in just a moment. So just a little bit more about Dr. Molly McCabe. She has spent the past 30 years striving to improve literacy skills for all students as a teacher a literacy coach and a literacy specialist. Molly has received her doctorate in education from Pepperdine University. Impressive credentials right there. And her expertise is in teaching students to develop strong literacy skills and teaching foundational skills of reading. So Molly, welcome to our podcast. So glad to have you with us today
1: thank you so much i'm so happy to be here to talk about a topic i'm so passionate about so i always appreciate the invitation
0: excellent we're happy to have you with us today and you know one of the things that we've been doing this season is is finding those crossovers that our customers have they need our services but people need all sorts of different help services and resources made available to them so we're thinking about summertime we're thinking about kids being you know out of school but we're kind of evaluating all those things and it just seemed like a great fit to have you come on board and talk about literacy i know you guys have a a special literacy by by fifth grade initiative that you're going to talk to us about and you know molly one of the things i wanted to share with you is that For child support services, we have a caseload of roughly 75,000 cases in our Riverside County caseload. And the families that we serve, we do two primary things, and there's a little bit more to it, but just to kind of boil it down, we establish court orders for child support and medical support, and then we enforce those orders. So we do the collecting of the monetary child support and ensuring that the medical support is there and provided, and then we send those resources to the families that need them one of the things that happens to us though you know molly is that we we're not like dpss or child protective services we are not inside anybody's home you know our work is in the office our work is in the court and so when the good work that we do and the services that we send out in terms in terms of that monetary support goes to the families we don't usually get the benefit you know in fact we never really get the benefit of seeing what's happening behind that and what's going on with the parenting and all those challenges But we know that we can relate and we know that one of the things that every parent you know uh, is trying to do is help their kids navigate through school help them do their very best there's been a whole bunch of challenges over the last year year and a half because of covid changes that people have had to experience and work through related to you know sending their kids to school and then doing virtual you know homeschooling uh, all sorts of, of things like that and so we thought what a great way uh, to help our customers by having somebody like you come on board who is an expert in something so practical and so real that they could benefit from how do you help your kids you know learn how to read love reading and thrive and get ready for that next school year so that's that's kind of the why behind our podcast wanting to to speak with you and uh you know i'm gonna kind of let that stay there for a second ask you just to share a little bit more uh, about yourself and your passion for literacy and then we can get into uh, your literacy by fifth grade initiative does that sound okay
1: that sounds great and i i love your crossover approach that is so powerful because really, if we want all of our children in, the, in Riverside County to have strong literacy skills, it really is going to take all of us. Um, and it really is a community effort. And um, the parents being a vital component of that, as well as our schools, but as well as all of our community partners. And um, so I'm excited about this conversation. So my passion is actually driven um, by my family background and um my father had a very difficult childhood, most people don't know this about me, and um, really did not have a lot of advantages in school. He went to many schools, um, he was migrant, he had a lot of um, trauma in his home, and, but because he was able to develop strong literacy skills, um, he was able to pursue the life that he wanted to live, and that really is what drives me in all of my work. Um, I believe literacy unlocks possibility for everyone. And if we don't have strong literacy skills, we can be limited in our career choices and the choices that we make in life. And so to me, literacy is one of the most important things we need to focus on with every single child that we all work with.
0: Yeah, I agree with that completely. And, you know, thinking about, you know, um, you know, that personal side of it. Even though, like I said, even though we're not really engaging, you know, on the home side of things with the customers that we serve, I can tell you that, you know, just from a place of values, as a as an agency, Child Support Services in Riverside County values the role the parents play in teaching, educating, bringing up their children, and we believe fully that every single parent is striving to do their very best. Absolutely, but but it's not always an easy job. You know, it's not always easy. And, you know, I I can uh, share just a a little bit. You know, my my wife has a background in education. Um, She is a a teacher and she has had a a, a well rounded um, opportunity to experience teaching in public schools teaching in private schools, and now she actually homeschools our children. And she experienced all three of those same things as a child herself. So she has kind of a unique, uh, you know, perspective on on education. But I've had, you know, a front row seat at watching her, you know, instill a love for reading in our kids. Both of our kids are different, though. And, you know, right. one, one of them just took to it immediately and started reading so much earlier than the other. That doesn't mean the other one doesn't love it just as much, you know, but there's such, you know, so many different things that go into teaching our children to be literate, to love reading, and have that lead then to learning so many things in the future. So, you know, I would imagine uh, that that is part of, you know, what goes into the passion and the reasons behind uh, the why, if you will, of your literacy by fifth grade initiative. So can you explain to us what that initiative is and, and what the goal is of the initiative?
1: Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. You're so, you're so correct. So ultimately, the goal of the initiative is that every single... Um, student or child in Riverside County has strong literacy skills developed by the end of fifth grade. And um, we define literacy really as the ability to read, write, speak, and listen, and actually represent your ideas or thinking. We've included that. And um, so those skills are critical for everything because if you can do those things, you can learn about anything. And it sets students up for the success of middle school and high school as well as careers and um, adulthood. So the stronger our literacy skills are, the more successful we're going to be as we transition into adulthood. And it opens up career opportunities and all sorts of possibilities um, for all of our um, children to live their very best life. And so ultimately that's the goal of it.
0: That's great yeah it makes perfect sense to me and i know that uh, i want our listeners to know that they can at the end of this episode reference our show notes where we're going to have listed there a whole number of resources uh molly that you have available websites places they can go to help them with creative ideas to help their kids read and become you know literate by by fifth grade so i appreciate that background on it and i know that you have some really practical things that families can do and ways that families can support literacy development in their children. And I'd really like to just kind of open this up and give you the time that you need to share all that great information with our listeners. So can you kind of kick us off with, you know, what are, what are some of the the main things that families can do to support literacy development in their children?
1: I love that question. So thank you so much. So I'm going to give you my top five things we can do as families to really Encourage literacy development um, with our children, and they're all they can all be done very easily um, whenever this works with your family and your your time availability. Um, So hopefully these will be some nice, simple tips. So the first one I think is we really want to create a love of reading. I think you talked about that watching your wife doing that with your children and um, people that love to read are better readers. The more that we read, the better we become as readers. And so if we love reading, um, the skills are going to develop more naturally um, and we'll just get better and better at it. Um, If we see reading is something difficult and we struggle with it and we don't enjoy it, children are going to be less likely to want to read and work on developing their literacy skills. And so that can be done a lot of different ways. Um, but just finding time um, to read with them. Um, any time that you can, any that's available, because the more that we read with students, and that can be us reading, it could be them reading, it could be listening to other people read, and this can be done in any language, it doesn't really matter, just developing that joy of reading with them on a regular basis. So the more frequently we can put that in place into our family routines, Um, I think it's the better. And um, we can also get more specific into teaching them how to handle books for our young children or um, with our older children, getting them just to learn about a lot of different topics, um, especially things that they're interested in. Um, So starting with just read a lot, read as much as you can and make it joyful. And in your show notes, I can um, share with you A bunch of online resources that are available so you have free access to books Um, there's a number of wonderful websites that give us access to books for us to read and books being read by other people and there's a ton of youtube videos out there of great books so that we always have access and i'll give you um, some resources in english and spanish um, for our listening yeah so in addition to just engaging them in reading a lot the second thing I really recommend is really about family conversations. So, as I said earlier, um, two of the literacy skills are speaking and listening. And really having, helping our students um, develop their oral conversation skills is really going to benefit them in all aspects of life. So, they can, are really good conversationalists. And so that can be done by the family, but it can be done by anybody. Anytime we have the opportunity to have a conversation with a child, we're developing their literacy and language skills, which is so important. But the secret to family conversations or just conversations with children is really in asking them um, more questions. Because by nature, and most children will give you a pretty simple answer to any question that has been asked. So the secret is asking them more detailed questions to encourage more conversation with them. And so, for example, what's something interesting that you did today? And they may tell you, you know, oh, we read a story about dogs. Well, tell me more about um, what you learned about the dogs, right? What was interesting about the story? Um, what did you, um, What did you learn? um and those types of things so getting them to give you more details and give you more information will really up their speaking um skills
0: you know molly if if i can yeah yeah, if i can jump in for a second you know i i think it's so interesting and so practical to talk about the conversation part of literacy because if if all you think about as a parent is reading and you Mm -hmm. think about and what you said is great read often and make it joyful the read often part that can be a challenge for for parents. That's um, right. They're busy, they have jobs, they may even be going to, you know, school to further their education themselves and again, you know, coming from a place of, you know, great intentions, but when you stop and roll in the part about conversation and you understand that that is part of literacy and that, you know, at the dinner table in the car, you know, you're at baseball practice, whatever it is that you're doing, asking those probing questions. I I love that. I think that's so practical. And I I hope people are paying attention to that. It's wonderful.
1: Great. Yeah. So I think the more we just talk to our kids, (laughs) right, the better. And it doesn't always have to be about books or what they're learning. I think a really important check-in type of question is, what have you been thinking about? What's worrying you? Right. What are some things that you're hearing and seeing in the world or what are you excited about? Right. So we can also do some of the social emotional aspects of our children's development by touching base with them on some of those topics as well. Um, I think that's also really, really important. And beyond just asking them questions, it can also be about us sharing what's happening in our life. And so that will help develop their listening skills. Right. So Absolutely. speaking and listening go together. And so we can share with them something that you learned that day, or something that you're thinking about or working on. So the more that we share and asking them to listen, and they can ask us questions, right? So get them to interview you, and let them ask you questions they're curious about, because then that's going to develop their um, speaking skills as well.
0: Great, great advice. I know that one of the things that that both of my kids love to do is ask us tons of questions and you know as as a parent you don't always have the answer but more mm-hmm. often than not, you have some amount of greater knowledge or information than they do about whatever the topic is. And one of the things that we love to do in, in our house is answer the question, but then, and, and often the questions are coming from something that they have read. Hey, okay. you know, dad, I read that blank. And so we'll provide, you know, a little bit of an answer, but we always like to reinforce reading with more reading. So we'll say, you know, we'll have a conversation about it and say, you know, go back to the encyclopedia, read more about that, you know, and then come back and tell me something. In addition, you know that we didn't already talk about something else that you learned, um, and all those things do do take some some time and some commitment, you know, but reinforcing reading with more reading uh, we have found it, you know, to be excellent as well.
1: well. That was a perfect segue to my third recommendation.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. That's great. So let them learn about things they're curious about children are naturally curious about so many things and they, they love to ask questions right so let's use that to help encourage them to develop their literacy skills and the great thing now is we have a cell phone they can even if they're they they know the technology right they can just hit the speak into it and ask google right um and so teaching them some beginning research skills you know just by looking things up or let's watch a youtube video on it Let's, you know, listen to a podcast on it. Let's, you know, maybe read a book on it. All of those things are literacy. And so let them explore what they're into. If they're into sharks, they wanna know everything about sharks, but take it to the next level, which is, okay, we're gonna learn all about sharks, but then I want you to teach me about what you learned about sharks, right? So you can tell me about what you learned, you can write a story about what you learned or make a book about it or a picture book or draw pictures about what you've learned, depending on the age and the interests of the child. And then also you could make a video about it. So making a video is an incredible literacy skill because you have to write a script, you have to read the script, plus you have to make all of the visuals and those types of things. So invite them to explore. This is a great summer project. What are they really into? Right, and let them do some fun research and exploration, and teach others about their topics of interest.
0: I love that. I love the video idea. I think that's great. We, we've, we've, uh, you know, had our kids do you know, as school assignments, you know, write a play to demonstrate something that you learned. You know, maybe it's about the colonial times, that kind of thing. They love it. They get into it. They write the script. They have different characters. I mean, it's it's amazing to see the imagination right. also just take hold, and they think of all sorts of just wonderful things when they are left to, you know, write it, read it, act That's it right. out. It's it's great.
1: Yeah, uh, build from their strengths and yeah. their interests and their creativity, um, and they will develop literacy naturally if we do that with them, and they'll. You know, have to find-
0: Speaking about, you know, encouraging them to read about topics that they're curious about and that they like, you know, just as as kind of an aside, you know, Molly, you, you and I met for the first time, you know, today we, you know, we're talking kind of getting ready for for this podcast and I would say within minutes, you know, somehow. Uh, Star Wars came up and we both discovered that we're big Star Wars fans, you know, one thing led to another and, you know, beyond the movies, there's this whole world of, you know, of books out there. And and I'm not bringing this up to, you know, you know, have an advertisement for a particular, you know, uh, topic, but just to say that my kids love that stuff. They love it. And so they've taken, you know, what started just as kind of a curiosity or an enjoyment of a, of a simple movie, you know, that sparked their imagination. And they are now reading through series of books, you know, about, you know, an expanded universe, uh, you know, of, of those kinds of characters and stuff. And it's amazing. I'm amazed how fast they're reading through it and how much they crave more, you know? Yes. Um, so you find those common, you know, things that you have in, in common with somebody else, things that you like, uh, things that, you know, that they're passionate about and they really will, will take it from there most of the time.
1: Absolutely. Cause children innately are curious, want to learn, And if it's something they're really interested in, they're going to deeply engage with it. And um, so it just makes it fun, right? And that's actually my fifth one. I'll come back to that. So, and what you're saying actually bridges beautifully to my fourth recommendation is just find lots of opportunities within your natural setting, Um, you know, whenever you have time to work on any of these literacy skills, right? So, but also have routines that you do with them. So I'm going to dive right to using movies and TV shows, right? Since you talked about Star Wars. Sounds good. And so we can totally use movies and TV shows to develop literacy, okay? Um, And so if you're already watching a movie together, if you do family movie night or whatever, you watch TV show together, um, we can use it. We can do a number of things. So number one, turn on the closed captioning. For if you have that available on your television or wherever you watch your movies or television shows, because then there's a whole bunch of print on the screen for your children to read, right? And it really still ties that connection between what's being said and print, right? And even with young children who don't know how to read, one of the foundational concepts young children are, are learning is that print means something, right? So that helps them realize that, oh, those words represent what's being said and it means something, okay? So that's a really early literacy skill um, that your younger children are learning. But then using that to work on comprehension of what they've watched. So asking them some have some simple questions that you use after movies, right? So um, most movies are stories, you know, so we'll talk about that first. So who are the main characters? You know, what you learn about the characters, what are some of their character traits, but the most important question you want to ask them is, how do you know that? What were the clues? Because that's really what we're doing in the K-12 world is getting our students to give us, tell us how they know that. Where did they get that information? So the more we can do probing questions about, well, how do you know that? So what did you learn about Darth Vader? Right, what are some of his character traits? Well, how did you know, why do you think that, right? And then we're getting to inferencing, right? And character traits, we're doing all sorts of literacy skills by some of those simple questions. Um, You know, Asking them about the setting and almost every movie has a problem and a solution or a message that it's trying to convey. And so asking them questions about, well, what do you think the problem was that they were trying to solve and how did they solve it? And what lesson can we learn from this? And then if we're watching something more informational, like a documentary or something along those lines, what are some of the most important details that you learned? Or, you know, what do you think is the main idea? And just having some of those questioning routines, getting your child to think that way, whether it's a movie, an audio, a podcast, a video, a book, it doesn't really matter. It's the thinking skills that we want them to bring every time they encounter some type of information.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. I know that. I, I think making it fun has kind of been, you know, discussed and weaved through all of this. I know that. That I think that it's kind of your, your your fifth point there. Um, is is there more with that one? Have we touched on that that one already? Well, I
1: think we can also think about um, getting apps and games on our cell phones. Mm-hmm. So, and I can give you a, a list for your mm-hmm. listeners of some great literacy apps and games, but again, just make it fun. But I also would say is um, attend family literacy events. So almost every school has family literacy events where we can go as a family and if it's possible, I know work schedules can be challenging sometimes, but try to participate in those and then reach out to your local libraries. They have wonderful summer reading programs Um, and all sorts of events, story time, all sorts of different ways, and that's a really free, accessible resource for all of our families to use. So those okay. are my top five.
0: That's, that's I a think really practical advice.
1: Is do what works in the context of your family. Do it in the language that works for best for your family, and whenever it works. But just always be thinking about what are some authentic, fun ways we can develop my child. I can develop my child's literacy skills.
0: I love it. That's great, Molly. Thank, thank you for that very much. You know, speaking of libraries, I want to, you know, make a plug for three brand new libraries in the county. And our podcast listeners will know that we touched on this in a prior episode um, with 3rd uh, District uh, County Supervisor Chuck Washington. But um, French Valley, Menifee and Desert Hot Springs, brand new state of the art libraries for our, our county uh, residents to enjoy. So you're right. There's a lot of great stuff going on there. It's a fun place to go. It's free you get out of the heat. So I'd encourage our listeners, take your kids there, uh, enjoy some some great time at the library.
1: And children love picking books. Yes, they do. Yeah, they love picking something they're interested in. There's all these options and then they're excited to read them. And so again, it's about that joy of reading and just making literacy fun.
0: Yeah, I love that. So read read a lot, make it joyful. Um, You know, a a question kind of to bring it back to a, a comment we made early on. So, COVID has changed a whole lot for families, uh, especially last school year, and there's, you know, still some differences from, you know, school district to school district about what's going to happen in the coming year. You know, but parents have had to assume a lot of different roles with their children and be much more involved in the day to day of their education and their learning. So um, if we could switch gears a little bit and let me ask you this question. So talking about literacy, You know, make it fun, make it joyful, find routines, you know, the conversational aspect of it. What do you do, though, as a parent, if your child's teacher is saying to you, you know what, your child is behind in this area. Um, What do you do? How do you respond to that? What are some things you can do to help your child, um, you know, be where they need to be with literacy?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, So I think the number one one of the main messages I want to convey is the importance of the partnership between the the schools and the families. Um, We're really all working together to ensure that our students grow and develop. Um, And so if that does happen, I think the number one thing you want to ask is to ask specifically what ways you can support them, because this is going to be a different answer for every child, right? And different grade levels are going to have different responses. So ask the teacher like what specifically um, are the areas I should work on? Give me a couple of simple strategies that I can do. Can you please point me in the direction of some resources I might um, find? But I think the number one thing is, is recognize that we are partners and don't hesitate to ask questions and connect early with teachers. Don't wait till the first parent conference, right? Try to get to know your um, children's um, teachers immediately and touch base and try to be involved as much as time permits with your family. Um, The recommendations that I made earlier are going to help you as well. But then also ask what resources does the school or district have that you can practice some of these skills so most of the districts in riverside county um, that i know of actually have like computer programs that kids can use to practice um, some of these skills at home as well so find out what they do have available to them they also have lots of resources for books and and those types of things so Um, I think ask, um, if you have young children um, that are still learning how to read words, like to lift the words off the page, I think just doing a lot of simple practice with them each day doesn't have to be a lot of time. And actually, on our um, Literacy by Fifth Grade webpage, we have some uh, videos um, that um, a group of us have recorded that actually show parents kind of how to do some of these early literacy skills. And actually, the children could watch them and you could do the videos with the child yourself. And so they're like how to blend words, like how do you read the word cat. Soak, ah, cat, cat, what's the word, and then hat and mat. So they're organized kind of by the vowels. So we've actually made some resources that could be very, very helpful to families. Um, So those are available as well, and then for our older children, their their issues are usually around the ability to read fluently and to comprehend what they read. So um, instead of sometimes if you have a struggling reader, giving them shorter passages to read multiple times helps build competence. And so but don't make it long because sometimes if it's really long, um, they kind of like, oh, I don't want to read all that. So finding short pieces of text or even one or two paragraphs from a book that they really like and let them read it multiple times just to develop more confidence with their reading. And then those comprehension questions that I talked about, you know, start with just basic comprehension with video or audio first and then translate that to books that they've read. And just that routine of always thinking about those similar questions I think would really help um uh, many children
0: yeah that's that's great stuff molly i mean all of it the more we talk you know a couple things come to mind one is there is a lot of recommendations there's a lot of ideas out there and so when we get to this question about you know interacting with your child's teacher it, it fits perfectly together for me because i think you know as a parent number one i need to to remember the partnership piece that you mentioned you know we're not in this alone there's always somebody else that can come alongside us and partner with us and for many parents that is going to be our child's teacher and so we also then don't have to feel like we are left on our own to navigate through a -hmm. list of ideas and even thinking about some of the the things that you've shared with us today and then ask ourselves well, which one which one is really best for my child which strategy should i use there's a really good chance that your child's teacher because of the amount of time that they spend interacting with your child is going to be the perfect person to yes. partner with and to help you kind of go through that list and say, you know what, for your child, I would focus in this direction. I would focus on this. So, uh, great points. The the partnering is is perfect. That's right on the money.
1: Yeah, and and don't try to do too much. Get try to get specific. Like, I'm just going to work on this one or two these one or two things, um, because then it can feel overwhelming, right? So, and then maybe do that for a period of time, and then touch base with their teacher again and say, now what can we work on? Yeah. and um so get it really small and manageable for you and your family
0: all right now here's here's another question so we we yeah. talked a little bit about movies and tv shows and how those can be used to then encourage and promote literacy Yeah. but sometimes and i'll just use that as the same example sometimes those things uh, can you know potentially do the opposite and you may actually have kids that just say I don't like reading. <laughs> I, I would rather watch. I would rather listen. I would rather sit and play a game, you know, so, yep. you know, how do you help parents know how to deal with children who just simply say, you know what, I really don't like reading very much.
1: Well, I think the first thing you need to do is ask them why. Because every child's going to be different. And um, so is it because it's hard? They don't find it interesting? um they just don't feel confident with it you got to really understand your child and also their um personality or their preferences and how they do things right and so if they prefer so i'm one of those actually i'm I'm a great reader but i would if i have a choice i'd rather watch a video (laughs) i'm the same way because i just tend to i prefer to learn that way so if they prefer video over reading then maybe combine them. So what I've done for myself personally is I just read with audio on. So I use both. So it allows me to um, kind of combine the two, but I'm still engaged in the actual act of reading. But the audio version with it at the same time, and we can get you know um, text to speech. You know, there's all sorts of software and programs that do that now. So that can actually help and then that kind of bridges them to the reading but again i'm going to go back to some of the things that i said well you got to find out why so it's because they're not interested in it let them read about what they're interested in right if it's hard work with them on making it simpler right you know work with them on developing their skills and provide more supports um you know sometimes kids just need incentives um A lot of our children like incentives. That's kind of one of the reasons why gaming is so fun to them. You know, they earn something, they reward, those types of things. So you can consider incentives. Um, and But it can also just be about more natural things, Um, getting them to, well, we're going to do this event as a family. Can you learn about it? So sometimes it doesn't really feel relevant to them. And so if you can make it relevant to their life, They're going to be more likely to want to engage in it. So I hope those are helpful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's good advice. And
1: again, it depends on the child. So, you know, ask them. You know, help them be part of the solution.
0: Yeah, and and I think back to, you know, what you've uh, said a number of times, you know, it has to be something that they really enjoy and they're passionate about. You know, there are going to be those times in our life where, you know, even as students at older ages, you know, where we, you know, are required you know, some required reading and you have to kind of get through it, but you develop those literacy skills early on um, so much better. If you can find that hook and that connection to a topic that they love, Um, you know, for, for one of our kids, it's cats. Everything is about cats, you know? So, but, but there are series of, you know, fiction books all about cats, you know, and um, they are just tearing through those you know so there are definitely times where it's more enjoyable than others to them uh, but you've you've given some some really really great advice on on how to help them make that more enjoyable and more part of a, of a family activity
1: you yeah. um, do that and then we develop the literacy skills like you said then when we have to read something that we don't really want to read
0: Right. we have the skills and it's not that bad right Absol-
1: that bad. absolutely yeah but, and that's the key
0: <laughs> it is you know Molly uh we are getting to that place where my coffee is almost gone it's not quite there right. but it's getting to the end of my cup which means uh we're nearing the end of our episode and our time together and here's how I'd like to to kind of close it out um I want to share a couple pieces of information with you about the families that we serve at child support services and then mm-hmm. ask you this question if there's anything that you would like our families um, to know about literacy, um, may, maybe above and beyond what you've already shared. So, like all parents, you know the the families and the parents of children connected with child support cases love their kids, are doing their very best, are working hard, and then they often have the complication of having us <laughs> involved in their business. And we are connected to their money and we are connected to to their kids and it gets pretty personal and it can get, you know, kind of, you know, complicated at times and it can be a, a stressful thing at times for parents. And so knowing, you know, that our listeners are sometimes in those situations, um, but also knowing that they are striving to do their very best to help their children thrive and succeed, which is our goal, which is your goal. What else um, would you like our families to know about literacy and about the the importance of their role that they play with their children in that area?
1: Love that question. So I think we always everybody needs to remember that the parent is the child's first teacher. And you are the one that is developing so many amazing um, characteristics of um, their children, right? And so the more that we can just encourage literacy in the way that works best for your family is what you need to do, right? There's not a right way to do this. It really is about what works best for you and the context and the structure of your family, the time that you have and so on and so on. So I think all we need to do really is to say, hey, this is important. And I'm just gonna find these natural opportunities within what we're already doing. And um, I think that partnership that I talked about with your schools is super critical. Um, you know, their, their primary job is to educate your child, but how can you be a partner in that? And um, the most important thing is just ask them to talk, read, and write as much as you can right um and let them see you talking reading and writing and make it really authentic and I think that's super important
0: yeah I would agree with that that's that's uh, conti- continues to be just great advice from you Molly I appreciate your time with us today um you know I've really enjoyed the, this topic you know we've done such a, a range of interviews and topics On our coffee break podcast this season and i love this one and i hope that our listeners find this to be practical i hope they find it to be really useful information especially for their summer help your kids get into reading read often And make it joyful uh i love it i I i'm going to remember that and and that's going to stick in my head um i want our listeners to know again uh that we're going to have a a whole host of resources made available in the show notes for you to access some really practical links to websites um for the things that molly has talked about before we close out molly any any closing thoughts or, or comments for our listeners
1: yeah so feel free if you are really want more information on this topic you can go to the riverside county office of education um webpage And we have a page dedicated to the literacy by fifth grade initiative and um, feel free to go there. And there's all sorts of resources and we change that about every two weeks. So it's always being updated. Um, So that could be a great resource um, for you. And we have a YouTube channel um, also said, lots of videos and examples um, that might be helpful for people. And um, we can also follow us on social media. So um, our Twitter handle is at RCOE and our Instagram is Riverside underscore COE. And we do have hashtags, which I'll give you for this initiative, which I'll also give you to put in your show notes. Um, But I really appreciate this time to talk about this subject. And I just want to say thank you to all the parents and families out there for all that you do to create great literacy and the love of reading and learning with your children, you truly do make a difference. And um, in whatever way that you can, um, just keep up that great work and uh, we'll get everybody with strong literacy skills by the end of fifth grade.
0: Excellent. Well said. Thank you very much, Molly. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Well, my coffee cup is empty, and it looks like that concludes this episode. Thank you to our listeners for joining us today, and please remember to subscribe to our podcast, Coffee Break with Riverside County Child Support Services. You can find us on virtually all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, pretty much any uh, of your preferences for where you listen to your audio. Uh, podcast, so please check us out there. You can learn more about Riverside County Child Support Services at rivcodcss.com, as well as on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'd like our listeners to please remember that on Saturday, August 14th, we will be having another open Saturday event. If uh, contacting our office in person, virtually, or on the phone does not work for you Monday through Friday, maybe because of a work schedule, please remember that once a month, we have uh, about a half a day that we dedicate to seeing our customers Uh, for the purposes of hopefully meeting your needs a little bit better. Saturday, August 14th is that day. And you can go to our website, again, rivcodcss.com, to make an appointment. Uh, We would encourage you to complete a survey. Anytime that you do interact with our office, we'd love to hear from you. Your feedback is important to us. And please remember that August next month is Child Support Awareness Month, a very important month where we provide some extra focus on the great uh, work that is done in the program and highlight the great uh, work that the parents of um, the children on our cases do. So we thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you next time.